All right, we're still moving along over here. D- bottom line on Daf Zayin Amud Beis. Today's Daf is Daf Ches. Beginning of the line, Zayin Amud Beis, all the way on bottom. Toner Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. In Baitkin Loyal we don't look for chametz. We don't do bedikas chametz using the light of the sun. Alvana, and we don't look for chametz using the light of the moon. And you're not supposed to check using the light of a torch, referring to any candle that has multiple wicks. You're supposed to use a ner with one wick. A person should use a single wicked candle. Now we turn to tomorrow, today's daf. Why? Why should a person specifically use a single wicked candle? Because the light of a candle is the best light to search with. Even though we don't have exact proof to this, it's hinted to us in the Torah to use a candle. As it says in the Pasuk, for seven days, you should not find leaven in your homes. And uh, we have another Pasuk in Tanakh which tells us that we started with the oldest, referring to Yosef. Also, Yerushalayim is going to be searched out with Neirais, with candles. The same sequence of Psukim that we brought at the bottom of Dav Zion, Amur Beis. Now the Gemara is going to go through our halachas where we said you should not search with the sun, the moon, the torch. What do you mean you shouldn't search with the sun? What does that mean? What's the situation? If we're dealing with somebody who's checking outside in a courtyard and we say don't use the sun, there's no there. So if you're talking about a tell me what not to use, we can't be talking about a chatzar because that ain't the chiyah. Because you have the birds. An Arev literally is a raven. But you have the birds. You have something in your... You leave something in your backyard. You ever eat uh, dinner outside during the year that does not obligate a person the night of B'dikas Chametz to go to their backyard and start checking. Because you could assume the birds came and removed any Chametz that you brought there during the year. Ella, what are you going to say? Sadra. We're dealing with an overhang, okay? So you have, it's a stickle covered from top, so the birds aren't coming, but it's, uh, it's revealed on the sides. The sides are open, so the sunlight could get in that way. Ha'omar Rava, but Rava says about an achsadra, achsadra la'ira nivdekes. Achsadra, you're allowed to use sunlight. So we're a little confused here. This statement of Tanu Rabbanon, the Braise, that says you shouldn't use the sunlight, what is the scenario? Dealing with a window or a, or a, a skylight in a room which lets in sunlight. So we're dealing with indoors, you should not do a bedika with um, sunlight. All right, Zakti Gemara Udehecha. What does it mean you shouldn't use sunlight? If we're dealing with, you shouldn't use the sunlight right next to the window. Ask the Gemara Gavaldi Kakasha. 
The same way I'm allowed to use a covered achsadra that's open on the sides and use the sunlight over there, even though there's, birds aren't coming, so there's a chance there's chametz, why wouldn't that logic apply inside of a home as well? Ella litzdadim. Gemara says, Taka, you're right. The case is you shouldn't use sunlight to check a part of the room that is on the side of the sun's rays. Since the sun is not going um, directly onto those nooks and crannies or any part of the room that it's not shining directly on, you're not allowed to rely on the sunlight for Badigas Chametz in that part of the room. But we are coming out and agreeing that indoors, any part of a room where the sun's rays shines directly in that location, it, Taka would be permitted to use sunlight and you would not be um, obligated to use a nair alone. Okay. So now we've established the case of the sunlight and now we're going to talk about a torch. It's very interesting that the Brisa specifically wanted me to use a one-whipped nair and not an avuka, not a torch, which we would think gives off better light. Okay? So let's go through this. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. Vavuka light. You shouldn't search with a torch. Vahomachom. Rav says, Maidichsev, what's pshat in the pasuk, chavakuk, that's it. What is the meaning when it says that in Oilam Abba there's going to be a light for Tzadikim? And there's going to be a Kayach. There's going to be a Uzai, a, a strength that is, that is uh, revealed. What's the meaning over there? Says the Gemara. It's connecting the Tzadikim to the Shekhinah. The same way the Neshama of a comes up to Gan Eden, it's like a candle in front of a torch. And we also know that by Abdullah, a torch, a two-wicked candle, is what you're supposed to use. You're not supposed to use a one-wicked candle by Abdullah, which is why we have all these fancy braided candles when it comes to Abdullah. Why? Because the more wicks, the bigger torch it is, the more Muvchar it is. Answers the Gemara. Uh, Reb Jim, thank you for joining us. We're uh, about 15 lines down on 8a on Davches Amid Aleph. Says the Gemara, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, of Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, I'll tell you why you're not supposed to use a, a, a torch, two wicked or more candle to search for a chametz because um, a smaller candle, you're comfortable bringing it into the corners of the room to check for that little Cheerio. If you have a larger candle, you're not going to do that. You can't bring it into the corner of your house. Rav Zvid Omar, Rav Zvid says, he says, I'll tell you another reason why a one-wicked candle is a mila over a torch. Why you'll get a better checking in, a better search. Because when you hold the torch in front of your face, this is fascinating. When you hold the torch in front of your face, you can't see beyond the torch. If you're ever holding a torch and you want to look for something, what you do is you hold the torch to one side and you look the other way. You use the light that you're holding over here and you look over there. Otherwise, the light is too big. It's like blinding to be able to get a good check-in. So, however, a candle, a one-way candle, you hold in front of you and you put it right to the area that you want to check. Rav Papa, Rav Papa gives another reason why a candle's better. 
high boys for high low boys. Because if you have a torch, you're not going to check well with it and bring it into the nooks and crannies because you're nervous about lighting your house on fire. So you're going to keep it away. But a one-wick candle, people are a lot more comfortable walking around with you. You have more control over the flame. Memele, <clears throat> you'll get a better bedika, which is why halacha lemaisa and the kaivetz halacha sub shmul kamenetsky shlita paskin that to use a flashlight is mamish mamish lechatchila because of these svaras that we're saying over here, it's totally safe. You're getting an excellent bedikin, and therefore nowadays a person should lechatchila use a flashlight. Now he says, I to keep the minug of of a candle and a spoon and a feather. So, okay, so light your candle, make a bracha on that, check for a few seconds to a minute, and then blow it out and turn on your flashlight. This way you got your minug, plus you're going to get your, uh, the, the optimum way to get the bedika done. Ravina Omar, Ravina says, Haim Moshach Nehura, Vahim There's another reason why a candle's better than a torch, is because a candle has a steady flame, so you know exactly how to use it each time. A torch... The, the flame bobs up and down, and you're never going to get that steady light that's needed to, uh, to check each part of the home. Period. We're now at the colon, um, about a third of the way down on Davches, Amaral, we're at the two dots. Zakti Gemara, Kol Mokam Machnisen. We said any part of a home that we don't usually check for chametz, that, I'm sorry, that you don't usually bring chametz to, there's no obligation to check for chametz. Says the Gemara, whenever the Mishnah uses, any Mishnah, use an expression of kol makom, any place, that means more than just what we represent, more than we, it's more than what we just specified. The Gemara asks, kol makom lasuyimai, this would say, any place where you don't usually bring chametz, you have no chiv. Vasmi, what's that coming to include? The Mishnah could have said makam, right? A place. But you don't bring it up. Kol makam. All places. What's all? Kol makam lasu yimai. And for the Gemara lasu yotan rabbonon to include the following price. Chayri bayis al yolim etachtoinim. You have the holes in a wall of a house. That is al yainim. That's higher or lower. Which means people don't usually put their chametz into that because we're not mice. We don't go into little holes in the corner of a room on the bottom. And we're not giants that are hiding stuff on top of the 10-foot, 8-foot ceiling. The Gaga Yitziah, and also the roof of a Yitziah, we'll call this kind of an attic, okay? So, which people don't use to live in. People aren't usually living up in that, you know, in that uh, extra space on top of their home. The Gaga Migdal, or the roof on top of a tower, um, where people keep, uh, some items for like long-term storage, but not for their food. Verefes bakar or a barn, valulin or a chicken coop, umatvein or a uh, a place where you keep your tevin, a place where you keep your straw. Vaitz v'siyin, vaitz v'shem in a storehouse for wine or oil. Ein tzrich and bedika. All these places, you do not need to do a bedika shemitz. Rishim Gamliel Eimer, Rishim Gamliel says mita hachelekas b'seicha bayis, and you have a bed that's that's uh, being used, Rashi explains, to separate rooms. That's what they would use. You know, they don't have fancy uh, sheetrock walls or face. So they would put up the poles of a bed, uh, hang up a curtain, Sholem al-Yisrael. We now have a, a five-bedroom apartment because we have all these, these sheets being hung up, yeah? So, 
and you have openings inside, uh, underneath the bed and the floor, these areas do need to be checked. Okay? That's talking about the hole that's underneath the bed and the actual floor, which reminds me of a, uh, a joke they say. This guy, uh, this guy is having a terrible, terrible fear of monsters under his bed. Can't sleep at night. He's got monsters under his bed. <clears throat> so uh, he calls up a psychologist, and he says, what should I do? What should I do? Psychologist says, you scared of monsters under your bed? I'll tell you what, you come to me. I think we do therapy once a week for about six months. You'll be good to go. Once a week for six months, you're good to go. He says, oh, sounds good. How much do you cost? He says, I charge 120 bucks an hour. He says, 120 bucks an hour? That's $20 a week. He's making a husband a whole month, $400 a month for six months. It's well, Meshuggah. Meshuggah, he can't believe it. He can't believe it. <clears throat> 420 times it. Can't bring himself to do it. Okay. But a few months later, he meets the psychologist at a shul dinner. Psychologist says, hey, doing this is phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's like, really? Really? What happened? I thought you, I thought you can't sleep at night because you're scared of monsters. He says, I went to my rav. He took care of it for free. He's like, really? What'd your rav do? He said, he told me to chop off the legs under my bed. Ain't no monsters under there now. Right? <laughs> so you got to sit. But underneath the legs under the bed, usually there's an opening that you could keep you could keep uh, chametz in. So, uh, all right, so you got to check that for chametz. Says the Gemara. All right, Raminu. We asked the contradiction. When you have a hole in a wall which separates two apartments, each person's responsible. You have neighbors with a connecting wall. There's a hole under the wall. So I got to check. Uh, I'm neighbors with the Singmans. So the Tendlers need to check as far under the wall as our hand reaches. And the Singmans the same way. That's the maximum possibility that our Chumitz rolled. And then we're, we're done. We've, we've uh, fulfilled our obligation. And anything that you didn't reach, so just be mevatled in your heart. says, A bed that is... Um, uh, being used as a room divider. And you have eight them set up underneath it, and there's a, it leaves an opening in between. You don't need to check there. Over here, you see you don't need to check under the beds. And we also see that um, you don't need to check the entire hole under a wall because we said just be believe. Which, by the way, in addition to our question of the Gemara, I want, to, I want us all to keep in mind. The Gemara is purposely using an expression of being bevatalit in your heart to let us know that really, bittel of chametz does not need to be expressed. As long as I'm bevatalit belayed, if notice this is going to be the, the expression of the Gemara. Usually I would say you got to be right? Or the kochamir the kochamir that we say, as we're saying it. It, it's totally nullified, it's gone, yeah? But uh, you see for the Gemara that really, even if a person did it in their heart without expressing it in words, that's also enough of a bittel. So that's just something to notice in addition to our kasha. Answers the Gemara, churun, achurun, like kasha. First of all, there's no contradiction between 
uh, how to handle a hole in between two neighbors. I'll say one Bryce is dealing with holes that are very high or very low, and therefore you're not to check there because it's very uncommon for people to keep their chametz there. The other one's dealing with the holes in the walls, you know, separating two neighbors that are at a normal height, which is more common for chametz to reach that location. And we'll say that also, is not a question. One's talking about a bed that has tall legs underneath it, and therefore it's raised up, and people, mamish, use underneath that bed for storage and for monsters. And the other brysa is dealing with a bed that is, uh, that's very low. And therefore, since Rashi explains, yeah, you might have a little bit of a gap. It's so uncommon for anything to be kept there. You really have no chiyav to check, period. Okay, Gavad. Now, let's continue discussing this brysa that we brought in of you don't need to check um, the holes in the wall. Well, another thing we said is you don't need to check the barns. And one thing we said is you don't need to check your storehouses. Okay? You don't need to check a, uh, a wine um, storehouse, a place where you store your wine barrel. Is that true? But where you got to where you store wine, you got to check. But where you store oil, ain't sarach b'dika. You'd expect the Gemara to answer, oh, because Hanukkah for your oil was a long time ago. Purim, everybody's still a little shik. Yeah, so it's, it's more recent. But no, that's not what the Gemara is going to answer. The Gemara says, what are we dealing with over here? We're dealing with somebody who takes wine while he's eating a meal. So he's got his pastrami sandwich. He's middle of eating. He doesn't do the chametz dance before going down to get his wine. He's middle of eating his, uh, his buzzer. And uh, Mamela, he can have chametz on him when he goes down to the storehouse. And uh, that's why you got to check, because you may have brought chametz to the wine. Maybe guy's going down for some more oil. Needs oil for a schnitzel. While he's eating, maybe he's going to go to the oil storehouse with chametz on himself. He should have to check the oil too. And for the Gemara, Shemen Yesh Keva Le'achila, Yayin Keva Oil, you know before the meal how much you need. You make sure you bring it to your table, to your kitchen, you're good. Wine, you never know. You think you had enough, it wasn't enough. So it's more common for people to go to the wine storehouse during a meal, and Mamela, you're going to have to do Badika there because there's a greater chance you brought Chav. Tani Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia taught us, Asu Aitzrois Shechar Bevavel, the Rabbanon made an Aitzer of beer in Bavel, Ka Aitzris Yayim Be'eret Yisrael Be'mestapeg, they made the storehouse where they keep the beer of Bavel, like a wine storehouse where they keep uh, of Eretz Yisrael, Be'mestapeg, in a place where, um, where uh, a person as long as a person goes to these locations during a meal. And the same way we pass in the Neretz Yisrael, that, to, that you're going to be mechoyev to check a wine storehouse because it was common for people to go there during the meals. In Bava, where they drink beer and beer was treated as wine, a person is going to be obligated to check the storehouse where he keeps his beer, period. Amar of Chista. 
Rav Chista says, Bay Dogim ain't Bedika. A place where you store your fish, you don't need to check. Says the Gemara, we have another price of Tanya Tzrichin Bedika. You do got to check a place where you keep your fish. Like Kasha, there's no question. The, 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 the way to answer this up is to explain. Depends how much. All right? Why does it depend how much? Because if you have, a, if you have big fish, so you could assume that you supplied yourself before the Sauda with enough fish. You have a big trout, salmon, carp, face. You take a whole fish to your table, that's going to be enough for the meal. But if a person uh, takes a shtickle herring, you may go back to get more. So when you have something that's bigger, you don't need to check the place where you store your fish because you could assume any fish that you took, the big fish, you, you haven't gone back there during your suda to get more. A place you have smaller fish, there's a greater chance you're going back for more. A place where you, where you, uh, a pantry, where you keep your salt, or a pantry where um, you keep uh, uh, a pantry. Hence the name Shmai Kainhu. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, a place where you keep stuff. You're gonna have to check because people go back for these things during the Sauda. Amar of Papa, of Papa says. Um, Another, other examples besides for just candles and, and salt, but also a place where you keep wood for the fire or dates. Also, you're going to have to do checking. And anything where it's not uncommon to go there during the Suda and get your stuff, you're going to have to do a bedika on. Tana. We learned in the Bereise. Here we go. You don't gotta take a toothpick and clean out the electric sockets in your home. Dangerous. Right. We're not only dealing with electric sockets, obviously, we didn't have this time for the Gemara, but any place where it's not safe. So it's going to my Sakana. What danger are we talking about? Eating of You should stick your hand into a hole in the wall because you might have a scorpion bite you. So, I mean, if there's scorpions in there, uh, how are you making use of it in the first place? I mean, nobody's going near there. All right, we're dealing with perhaps a retaining wall fell down, something like that, where maybe I used to uh, eat in that part of the home and then the wall fell down. And now there's a chance that there's, uh, there's uh, you know, scorpions lurking underneath. There, so there's a chance there's chametz, but because of sakana, we're going to say a person should not do a bedika. Says Gemara, enough, I'll bedika. If it fell down, why are you doing bedika at all? When you have chametz that a wall fell on top of, over, that itself is considered like it's already destroyed. Because you have no access to it. So why are you even doing a badika? That's like doing badikas chametz in a bonfire. Don't do badikas chametz in a place where you, where, you, where you burn things. So if a wall collapses on top of it, falls on top of chametz, it's already like beer, it's totally away from me. What's the chiddush that I don't have to do badika there? It's not even in existence for me. It's considered destroyed. And for the Gemara, that's dealing with chametz where even a dog can't reach there. Over here, 
we're dealing with the wall fell on top of it. But, you know, I mean, if you try it hard enough, you can get access to this thing. The Allah is don't do it. Why? Because it's a kana. I have Amr of Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says, A person who's a shliach mitzvah is protected from damage. A person will never be hurt because of a mitzvah. So why shouldn't you stick your hand in there? You're doing a mitzvah. And even if there's a scorpion, you'll be okay. Ravashi says, Maybe a person forgot a machat, a needle, and instead of only searching for his chametz, he'll be happy if he finds some other lost object as well. And therefore, you're not only searching for mitzvah of chametz, you may technically also be searching, you're, you're happy if you find your long lost uh, Game Boy from 30 years ago. And the Mela, this is not strictly a mitzvah. And you might get hurt. Says the Gemara, really? Is that true? When you're not only searching for your chametz, but you'd be you'd be tzafidin to find your old Game Boy. And all of a sudden, it's, it's not a mitzvah that you're protected with. But we learned in A person who says, I'm going to give money to tzedakah for my son to have a refor shalemah. Or I'm giving tzedakah. Why? Because I want to be a ben Abba. I want to get reward. You see, even though you had ulterior motives, it's still a total mitzvah that you get schar for. So even if I'm checking for my Game Boy along with my chametz, I still shouldn't be damaged. So why am I nervous about the akrav? Answers the Gemara, Doma Bosar de Badak Basr. Granted, if at the same time you're searching for your Chavitz, you're searching for your Game Boy, you have this promise of Shluchim Mitzvah in and Azakim. But what are we, what are we uh, saying is the, is the concern? That once you're checking there for your Chavitz, you're like, oh, there's no Chavitz? Oh, let me, let, let me keep searching for my Game Boy. Let me keep searching for my other thing. Then you can get hurt. And because teva nature is that people may go ahead and do that, you know, eh, may, maybe this thing that I lost a long time, maybe they're also, and that's going to be their dust. Don't stick your hand in there because the scorpions, we want to keep you further away from Sakon. Okay. Rav Nachbar Yitzchak, Rav Nachbar Yitzchak says, Mishum This danger that we're referring to is not talking about scorpions. We're saying a person should not stick their hands into the holes in the wall because of Nachrim. Because of Goyim, Uplimuhi, and we're following the Psak of Plimu, the Tanya. We learned in the Brayse, Achar Shabbat Yehudi Larmoi, when a Yid is neighbors with a non-Jew. Baidek Ad Makashot Magas. So you only got to search in that wall separating your apartments. As far as your hand usually reaches, Vahashar Mavatli Beliboy, and the rest be Mavatli in your heart. Plimu Amar, but Plimu says, Kol Atzmoi, Eina Bedimene don't do nothing. Don't stick your hand in. Don't even use your hand. Don't stick your hand in. Bechlal, zalokedai. Says the Gemara, my sakana. What is, why? Why shouldn't I stick my hand in at all? If you're going to say because maybe this non-Jew is going to use, he's going to use kishof against him. That's not possible. Because 
I lost the place, I'm sorry. If there's witchcraft that's going to go into that hole, so then why would the Yid have ever put chametz there in the first place? Again, we know you don't need to search any place where there's certainly no chametz. So the only reason why I would even have a thought to search the place is because there's a chance I may have put chametz there. But if I'm concerned about witchcraft, I wouldn't have put chametz there in the first place. So the whole thing is a catch-22. The whole sakon. It's not, if, it's, if I need to check, it's obviously not a sakon. Maybe if a yid put food into that hole in the wall, it was, everything was noticeable. It was during the day. And therefore, <clears throat> there was no chance that the guy is going to get upset at the yid and say, oh, what are you sticking in the wall? What are you doing? What are you doing? Trying to hurt me? I'll kill you. What are you doing? Sticking stuff into the wall between our apartments. The yid's doing it in broad daylight. A guy's not going to suspect him and, and get angry and put him in danger. But over here, what are we doing with the chametz? I got a candle, a little candle, and I'm going, I'm going, it's dark outside, and I'm picking in the corner. So the guy's going to be like, I'm shouldering smear. What are you doing? Meshuggi. Right? You're going into the hole? You're up to no good, Jew. And therefore, he would get upset at him. And I... If the Yid gets upset at the guy, who cares? He can't do any... If the guy gets upset at the Yid, who cares? He can't do anything to him anyway. Shluchay mitzay in the Answers the Gemara. Heicha dishchiach hezeka shayni. Shluchay mitzay in the nezaken does not apply if there's expected danger. If a person puts themselves into expected danger, even if I'm doing a mitzvah, I could get hurt. But if there's no expected danger, you don't need to be OCD. Maybe, what does Yitzhahara do to us? Don't do this. Maybe it'll call Zechil Hashem. Maybe, da, 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 da. maybe da, da. who says? If there's already a status, yeah, you're putting yourself into danger. So the danger happens. Shinamar, how do you know that Shluchei Mitzah in the only applies if you're not putting yourself into a Situation where Shriach Hazeka, as it says in the Pasuk, how can I go? Shoal is going to find out what I'm doing. Vargani will kill me. This broker says, Don't worry about it, taking that glass bakar. Um, to, uh, and, and this is what you should do. Okay, bottom line is, Shmuel Anavi is going to the king. It's Shriach Hazeka, and he was concerned about being hurt despite the fact that he was. Performing a mitzvah. Okay. Now we're going to continue on this topic of shluchei mitzvah in a nezakin. A fascinating topic. Where if you're going to perform a mitzvah, as long as you're not doing anything that's expected to be dangerous, go do your mitzvah. Relax. You'll be okay. They asked the question, searching for information from Rav. Hani b'nei be Rav, the diary bevaga. These yeshiva bachur who live bevaga, they they live out in the open. Yeah, they live out in the. They, they put up tents in the fields. What should they do as far as coming back and forth to yeshiva? What they do? They come back and forth to the yeshiva. Sometimes it's not so safe, especially in the times where they had shadim. 
Nowadays, there's opinions that we don't have the same concern ever since the mice of Avram ben Avram. But you're, uh, you're, they're, they're walking back and forth at night. Should they be concerned? They're going to do a mitzvah. They're going to learn Teich. Omar lehu. So Rav told them, Nesu alive al tzavari. It's on my shoulders. I got this. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Nasal my. Okay. So to come to yeshiva, to come learn Torah by you, you're saying it'll be okay. What about to leave yeshiva and go back at night? Omar lehu layadani. Not sure. Itmar. Omar of Allah. Shluchim esein azakim. Layabai lechazim layabai when you're doing a mitzvah, you're not going to be hurt on your way to the mitzvah, and you're also not going to be hurt once on your way home from the mitzvah. Come on. Whose opinion does that follow? It's following the following b'risa. Nobody, when this is a promise that Baruch Hu gives to Klai by the Shalish Regalim, when we go up to Yerushalayim, nobody's going to attack our wives and children. And take our fields. Don't worry about it. You go, you go, stay. We're going to say, I can't be Ayla Regal. What's going to happen? What's going to be? Somebody's going to come steal all my stuff. I don't have a ring video doorbell to take uh, to wake me up, you know? To, uh, I can't go. You'll find the excuses in the book. The Torah promises us. Don't worry about it. Let your cow go out and graze. Nothing's going to happen. Your, your chicken's going to peck in the garbage. And the weasels aren't going to come and damage it. Should we make a kavachaymer? Just like something that is usually wild animals try to take down domesticated animals and weasels try to kill chickens. That's normal. That's part of Teva. And because Baruch Hu says, I'm going to change nature. And that will not happen. B'nai Adam. She'ain dark on Lizuk. A person, a real person, where we're not supposed to damage each other. That's against, when somebody steals, hurts, that's against Teva. B'nai Adam she'ain dark on Lizuk. Allah has come of a comma. How much more so are we going to be protected? So you see, but maybe this is only talking about on my way to perform the mitzvah and while I'm performing the mitzvah. How do I know that this promise continues to protect me even on my return once I'm completed doing the mitzvah? That um, on the morning of Pesach, following Achilas Pesach, you will go back home. You'll go back home means you go back home. Your home's still going to be there the same way it was when you left. Says the Gemara, good child. We know there's no wasted words in the Torah. So why doesn't the Torah just tell me the Pasuk of and Allah, oh, the same oil, the same status that my house was in with my family and my animals and my produce, it's going to be a beseder on my way back. Why does the Torah have to promise me that I'll be protected on the way there too? 
once I know I'm protected when the mitzvah is done and I'm on my way home, a tender would understand. I'm certainly protected on my way to the mitzvah and b'shas mitzvah. Why do you got to give me a, a source that I'll be protected even on my way to the mitzvah? So Mark explains the chidre ami. Because of the explanation of Rav Ami, Dhamma Rav Ami, Kol Odom Shishle Karka Regal, every person who owns land in Eretz Yisrael has a chiyuv to be Eile Regal, Shein Le Karka Ein Eile Regal. Fascinating. When the Torah says that you should go up to Velayachmaid Ish Es Artsicha, right? The Pasuk, the first Pasuk we said, Velayachmaid Ish, nobody's going to want your land, teaches me. A person who owns real estate, when you have your land, you have a chiyuv to be oil regal to Yerushalayim. But a person who doesn't own any real estate in Eretz Yisrael had no chiyuv to Iraisa to go up, according to Ravami. But this answers the kash, because the question was, oh, <clears throat> if I know you're protecting the way back, why do you got to give me a potter? Say, oh, you go. The Gemara says, The whole reason why I have the potter, but Yachmai Deshes Artsacha. Is to teach me an additional halacha. Go. Before you even do this, go. But know that the chiyav is only on person who has artsacha. So that's why the first pasuk is needed. Because the main chiddush of the first pasuk is to tell me who's obligated to go up. And the second pasuk is to go back to your house, Bishalim, is needed to teach me the. That's the primary pasuk teaching me shluchei mitzvah, eina nezakin. Period. Okay. Gavaldik. Let's let us just finish off this topic over here. Amar Rabbi Yovan Barada, Amar Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yovan Barada says in Amar Yisrael, Why do the Paris Gnoiser not grow in Yerushalayim? Okay, we uh, we learned the brachas. The Paris Gnoiser were these humongous, juicy, delicious fruits. Rabbi Yechinan couldn't get enough of them. You know, says he's bring me, keep keep coming, keep coming. So why don't they? The best of everything is for Yerushalayim. Why doesn't it grow in Yerushalayim? Says the Gemara, you know why? So that people who are either regular to Yerushalayim should never say, Ooh, you know why we're going to Yerushalayim? We get some of that Geshmak of fruit. Geshmak. In today's terms, you know what we would say? You're going to Israel? Ah, make sure to get a shawarma. You know what? It's comical because it's pathetic. You're going to Yerushalayim to eat a shawarma, nebuch. Right? Okay, gavaldik, so you have a shawarma, right? But people talk like that. So sad. Yerushalayim, Eretz Yisrael, became a place of food. Says the Gemara, Chas Basholem, when Davka don't put Paris Gnezar in Yerushalayim, so that people should say, oh, if only I would have the fruit, a smack of fruit for my belly, dayenu. Nimzis, they're going to Eretz Yisrael, they're going to Yerushalayim for what? A shawarma, nebuch. Kiyaitzibai Amar of the Stoy Bravyana, and similarly, of the Stoy says in the name of Bavyana, Nema, Ein Chamitrei Bishalayim. Why aren't the unbelievably comfortable and therapeutic Chamitveria, the best of the best? Why is it in Tveria? Put it in Yerushalayim. Ooh, Geshwak, I went there to Israel and I got a hot springs. Ooh, I bought the mud from the Dead Sea. Nebuch, that's what Herod Israel is to you. It's mud from the Dead Sea. And the Nimtzis, Aliyah Shalai Lishma, is going to come out that a person is making an Aliyah Shalai Lishma. Period. End of that discussion. 
to keep in mind, I just want to create, uh, 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 mention a caveat to this Gemara of Shluchim Mitzvah in a Nezakin. We just had this recently in Parshish Chayisara, where the first Pasuk in the Torah says, Vayu Chayisara, Meya Shana Vesem Shana Sheva Shana Mshnei Chayisara, right? That it repeats this are the years of Sarah's life. So Mepharshim explained that the reason why it's redundant, it seems to be redundant, is to let us know the following message. How did Sarah die? So the Medrash tells us that the Malach Hamavas, who's also the Satan, who's also the Yitzhahara, who's also the prosecutor, who's also the Sarah Shal um, showed Sarah a vision of Avram Shechting Yitzchak. And she had a heart attack and died. The question you can ask is, I thought shluchei mitzvah ain't an azakin. Armavinu is bringing Yitzhak on the Akedah, and his wife died because of that. I thought you can't be harmed through performance of a mitzvah. And to bring today's, and to bring that question into today's terms, Nebuch, just a couple years ago, we had what we call the Harnof Massacre. Yet people who come to shul, Sadiqim, they come to shul to daven nets, and they're, they're murdered during davening. Oh, if only they wouldn't have gone to shul, they would have been killed. I and the Gemara says, they're not performing, not shluchim mitzvah, they're mitten mitzvah, and they're getting murdered. So how do you reconcile this? So the, answer, the explanation is as follows. By Sarah, the Torah is letting us know, the years of Sarah's life were 100 years and 20 years and Sarah, 7 years. Sarah did not die because of the vision. Sarah died because it was her time to die. That's why she died. These were the years of her life. Period. She happened to have the schus of passing away mitten mitzvah of something that her family did. The same thing you could say about the massacre during davening. We don't have the places to say why, what, where, when, how. Right? All we're allowed to do as Jubans is sympathize. Over the Misa, a balamuna, balbitacha knows a person didn't die because they went to shul. This was their time to go. They were zaycha to pass away in the middle of a mitzvah. But they didn't die because they went to shul. Chas v'shalom. Shluchim They passed away. That was their time to go. It happened to be Hakadosh Baruch Hu decided it should be this way. But taka shluchim Nobody is going to be harmed because they performed the mitzvah. Don't think that oh, I'm going to refrain from doing the mitzvah and that'll keep me alive longer. Like hayov nivra. It's if if they wouldn't have gone to shul, they still would have passed in a different way. They just wouldn't have been zayche to uh, to be b'sayche mitzvah. Period. All right. Colon two dots. Here we go. Ubamet omru shurus. Now we're talking about when a person is searching out a wine cellar. So one opinion of the Mishnah was you got to search the first two rows of wine barrels for chametz, and after that there's no chiyuv. Martav mandekarshme. Why are we talking about uh, wine barrels and wine cellars? Uh, like it says, uh, you have to check a storehouse that you usually bring chametz to. You don't have to check a storehouse you usually don't bring chametz to. And a wine cellar, how's a wine cellar different than any other storehouse? Why are you talking about wine cellar? This is the Chiddush of the Mishnah. Anytime you don't bring any, any place, you don't usually bring chametz. There's no chiyav b'dika. Really, 
wine storehouses and oil storehouses also don't need bedikah. So when do we say two shuras of a wine cellar need to be checked? That's specifically because that is the usual place that chametz is brought up to the first two rows. And that's usually the wine when a person comes to get the food during his meal. Why am I checking in the first place? Because the person may have walked in during his meal and to get wine. Well, uh, when you're in the middle of the meal, you're not going to go to the back row to get your wine. Usually you take it on the first two rows of the wine cellar, and, and that's going to be the Chiddush of the Mishnah. In other words, what's the idea here? That even when you have a Chiv to check a location, you're only obligated to check the location up until a point of logic. If I know I never took it to that part of the room, I don't need to check that part of the room either. If I know I never keep cookies in my uh, T-shirt drawer, even though I have to check the room, I don't need to check my clothing drawer. Because I know that part doesn't have anything. Beshama says you got to check the outside two rows. The two rows that Beshama is talking about. Means all the way from the ground, all the way till the ceiling. Those are the first two. That uh, it's referring to one row that is shaped like a gam. Now, um, a gam is a chafsofis. Um, okay? So it's going to be like this. Basically, it's the, if you're looking at this picture over here, it's the complete outer row of barrels plus only the top row of the, the, only the top barrels of all the back rows. Okay, so you have the top barrels that are noticeable, a person may take from, or anything along the outside barrels of the wine cellar. That's what Beishamai means according to Reb Yehuda. Tanik Reb Yehuda, Tanik Reb We have one b'risa like Reb Yehuda, and one b'risa like Rabbi Yechinan. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda says you're going to have the two complete outer rows, and Rabbi Yechinan says one complete outer row plus the complete top. Tanik of us say the Rabbi Yehuda. Where's the brisa like Rabbi Yehuda? Beshami Amr Shtei Shuris Alpnekal Amarta. Beshami says two rows on the entire top of the Marta of the of the cellar. Shtei Shuris Amru Mina Aras Vadshtei Vadshmei Kura. And we're talking about from the ground all the way up to the top. So that's what he says. The ground all the way up to the top. That's his opinion. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Tanik of us say the Rabbi Yechinan. Then we have brisa like Rabbi Yechinan telling us that it's only the top row of all. The, the top barrel of all rows plus the complete outer row. Where's the brisa like him? The brisa tells us when you have two rows on the entire top of the cellar, the outer row facing the entrance, the alyaina, and the top row completely all the way to the back, the top barrel going all the way to the back of the cellar, raya asakura that can see any barrels that can see the top, see the roof. Anything behind that, or underneath that, anything underneath the outer rows of the barrels, you're not going to have to check because nobody is going and picking behind the outer barrels to take their wine when they are in the middle of a meal, period. argued, and they said it's the two outer rows, which is the Alyaina, the top ones, those are the ones that need to be checked. Okay, let's ex- understand Basil's opinion. Amarav, Rav says, Al Yainu Bishalamata Himanu Bishol is talking about the top row 
and the row underneath the top row. So Basil says you check if you have, let's say, a stack of five barrels. Okay? And then it goes all the way to the back. You have five barrels, five barrels, five barrels, five barrels. Basil holds, according to this opinion, says Rav, it means the outer row of five barrels, you have to check the top barrel, barrel number five all the way on top, plus barrel number four right underneath it. You don't have to go further down. Because otherwise, people need to unstack all these barrels to get their wine. You only need to check the top row, the fifth barrel all the way on top, plus the fifth barrel that's right behind it. My time at the Rav, what's the reason for Rav? He says, listen, it says outer ones. Outer ones means only the outer row and the row underneath it. So everything that I'm talking about is outer. It's noticeable to me as soon as I walk into the room. It's facing me when I walk into the room. But it says the higher ones. Oh, He says, oh, the, the upper ones doesn't mean tippy top. It means anything that is higher up, which means the top row and the row under it. As long as there's rows underneath Rav explanation, he fits very well with the words. Shmuel says it's just the top barrels on the outer row and the top barrels on the second row. Tippy top barrels on the outer row and tippy top barrels on the second row. Why? My time, why does he understand Basil like that? Because he says, it seems to me that the main words of Basil is El Yainus. To use, to check the tippy top barrels. But Basil also says the outer ones. And according to Shmuel, you're checking the tippy top barrel of the outer and the tippy top barrel of this, uh, barrels of the second to outer row. But Basil says only the outer ones. So Gemara says, yeah. The outer can be the two outer ones. The mute gav yasa, the gav yasa. It's coming to exclude the ones that are further in. But it doesn't mean mamish, you only do the outer, outer. Rav chia tani kavasi, the rav chia taught. According to Rav, akulu tanoi tani kavasi de shmuel. So rav chia paskin, like Rav, that we're dealing with the top two rows, the top two barrels of the outer row. And the other Tanayim, Paskin, um, um, we, we find other Tanayim who, uh, Paskin like Shmuel, now there's no way that these Tanayim can be literal. It's impossible because Rav and Shmuel themselves were early Amorotim. So over here the word Tana cannot mean a Tana of a Mishnah. And Allah follows Shmuel that it's the top barrels only of the two outer rows, as opposed to being the top two rows of the outer. It means the halacha is, on a wine, so they're going to take the top two rows of the, uh, uh, the, the, let me rephrase this, the top barrels of the two outer rows. That's going to be the psak of where the badika must be done. Okay, Gavaldik, we're going to hold it here. And bless him tomorrow at... Uh,